God's, God's got plans for you to prosper. God's got plans for you to do well. God's got plans for you to be peace. God's got plans for you to be happy. God has a plan for you to love him and for him to love you and for you to have a relationship that you know no matter what you go through, God is with me and I will make it too through this. This too shall pass. Now, this is the last week of January, so this is the last week that we'll be talking about the theme of the year, which is vision, and that God's, you know, remember, God's going to open up your, first off, he's going to reveal to you who he is in this year, better than ever before, which you're going to have 2020 spiritual vision. I'm not, you know, some of you may get 2020 regular vision, he may heal you that way, but he's going to open up your eyes 2020, amen? The areas in your life that have some unfocused or a little unclear, God's going to clear it up. God's going to speak to you. He's going to show you. He's gonna, first off, he's going to show you who he is. Then remember, he talks about he's going to show you perspective of, of what's around you, of who you have fighting with you, amen? And then also who you are in Christ, amen, is, is the other thing he's going to show you. And today I want to talk about the next thing he's going to show you. And it's funny, everything's beginning with P. It's, and I didn't plan it that way, but that's everything's beginning with P. The first thing, these last things he's going to show you is he's going to show you his purpose. He's going to show you your position and his plan for that. How, how his purpose and what position you play in it and the plan to make it happen. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Romans 8 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now let's read that together as a church. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. So. How many people in here would say they love God? No, if you, if you love God, shout, amen. amen. You love God, right? So, right there, that scripture says, and we know that all things work together for good. So, pastor, wait a minute. You know, I just got in a car accident. Listen, it's going to work together for good if you love the Lord. Just because it's an inconvenience at this time. Let me tell you a story about one of my patients. He came in, he was in a car accident. So he's having lower back pain problems. A lot of things we do, depending on, you know, severity and, and how if it keeps up and it's, you know, we feel the necessity when this, it's necessary, we send him out for MRI. Well, this man goes out for an MRI, finds out he's got issues with his lumbar spine. This is the first time I've sent somebody for an MRI. It's 9.30, 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday, and I get a phone call from the radiologist. 
Listen, you need to let this patient know that we found this formation down near his pancreas. And you need to tell him that he needs a schedule right away. We're not sure what it is. We don't want to say that it's cancer, but he needs to get to a doctor and he needs to get to one now. I've never had him call me like that before. So we told the patient, he went, and he just went and had surgery to have whatever they found removed. Now, if it had not been for the car accident, he might not have had an MRI, and he would not have might have found that he had pancreatic cancer, and they might have found it too late, and he might not be with us in the near future. So all things work together for good for them that what? Love God. For them that love the Lord. So if you love the Lord, even if you're going through trouble right now, you can say, I know this is going to work out because I love my God. And his word says that it's going to work together for the good. Amen? A lot of times it works together for the good because you go through something and God sees you and people see you going through it and they see you keep loving God, keep trusting God and you get through it and he shows up. That then encourages them and it works together for them as well and God gets the glory. Come on, give God some praise. To them who are called according to his purpose. Let me, let me just clear up a little bit of misconception there. All believers are called according to His purpose. What is His purpose? First off, for you to have eternal life through the Son of God. His other purpose is for you to be an effective instrument for the kingdom of God. To tell your neighbor about Jesus. To tell your friends about Jesus. You're all called according to His purpose. It's not just preachers and ministers and deacons and bishops and elders and so-and-sos. It's everybody who gets born again or called according to his purpose. He is going to show you in this year of 2020 your per his purpose in your life and the purpose you have in the kingdom. See, your purpose may not be the same as mine. Your purpose may not be the same as Minister Lopez's, but your purpose is your purpose that God has called you to fulfill. You may just have a working at a, a restaurant or a, a store. That's your purpose. You may be the ambassador to that location. And if God calls you to be there, he's going to reach people and touch people through you. Come on, give God praise. It's his purpose, but you're going to find out what your purpose is. You see, because Ephesians 1.11 says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. God has predestined. God has planned for you to be right where you are right now. God has a plan for you. Just because things seem like they're going astray does not mean that God's purpose and plan will not be fulfilled in your life. Our job is to trust him and to follow him and to keep loving him. Amen. Because if you don't love him, that doesn't apply. So you've got to love Jesus. Why do we come to the pantry on Saturday? Because we love Jesus. That's why we come. I mean, we do the after that. See, if we didn't love Jesus, we wouldn't love them people. We wouldn't love anybody who comes. We'd be like, you know, hey, man, I don't care about you. What you doing from, see, We'd be singing Janet Jackson, what you done for me lately, amen? We, right? We would. We'd be like, hey, what you, been, what you done for me lately? 
right? But no, we say, come on, we got enough food. Come on. Amen. Praise God. Amen. See, works together if you love him. See, the first you've got to love God. He, he, he loves you. Bible says that we love him because he first loved us. See, he went to the cross for us so we can be free from the grips that this world, that the devil and the world has on us. See, we don't, you don't have to be rich to be rich. Rich financially. You don't have to be rich financially to be rich. You can have absolutely nothing and have Jesus and have more than the millionaire who doesn't. Amen? See, if you're a millionaire and you don't have Jesus, you're, you're, you're not, you don't have anything. But if you're a millionaire and you've got Jesus, you've got everything you need. Amen? Praise God. So we're called according to His purpose. We've been planned and predestined according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things. God is at work at everything. Now, there are things like the enemy is loose, but God always allows things, just like Peter. See, remember Peter? How many know who Peter is? Remember Peter? Peter was the one who said, oh, Lord, I'll die for you. Oh, Lord, I go for prison. I go to prison for you. Oh, Lord, I go to the cross for you. There ain't nothing going to get in the way of me standing up for you. Jesus gets taken into custody. Peter starts denying Jesus. Three times denies Jesus. What did Jesus tell Peter at the table? Remember he said, oh, don't, Peter. First off, when Peter started talking, he said, get behind me, Satan. Then he told Peter, don't worry, I've prayed for you, that your faith would sustain you. He said, because the enemy wants to sift you as wheat. See, God will allow, see, what happened to Peter? Peter denied Jesus three times. But then Peter is the first person to preach a sermon, and he gets 3,000 saved and baptized in one message. See, what God did is he allowed the enemy to see. Whatever the enemy tries to do, God's going to still use it to work together for his good. See, God allowed Peter to be sifted like we, so he could turn Peter into the preacher that would get people saved. Because Peter had to go through that denial and that feeling of, oh my God, I denied the Lord. I went against everything I said I would do. But here I am now. I'm going to stand up a brand new man and I'm going to go after what God's told me to do because I know all things work together for good for them that love the Lord. Come on, give him praise. You see, he's going to put you in position. But let me tell you, while you're in position, you need to know this. You need to recognize this. Second Chronicles 20:17 says, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. See, you've got to remember. Now, that's not just saying you're going to go through life like in an easy chair. And no, no you, you, but the thing is, let the Lord fight your battle. Wherever he puts you in the position, wherever he sends you, whatever you're going to do, remember, it's he with you and he through you that things are going to happen. Amen. It's not you fighting the devil. It's God fighting the devil. Remember, it says to submit, therefore, to God and resist the devil. See, if you're not submitted to God, you can resist that devil all he wants. And he's going to keep coming after you, keep smacking you in the head. But if you're submitted to God, he'll smack you. And God will say, get your hands off my baby in the name of Jesus. And see, God will fight for you. God will stand up for you. Prior to that scripture right there, 
God told Jehoshaphat exactly where to go. See, God will tell you where to go at the right time. God will tell you what to do to be in position. I remember when I was in Bible college. And when you're in Bible college, I was in Bible college, and I was married, and I was working 60, 70 hours a week, carrying 18-credit schedule. Anybody know how many 18-credit schedule is? That's a pretty tough schedule to not even work. But I was working, and I was carrying that load. And then there was other guys that were doing the same thing. And then there were guys who were just in school, and they didn't have a job. But I remember this one guy. I don't remember his financial situation, but I know he was low. He needed cash for rent. And he said, hey, man, I need a ride. I said, why? He said, listen, he goes, I do not know why. But the Lord told me I have to go to this grocery store over there on this certain, certain road. He says, I have to go. And he told me I have to go there and I have to be out at this spot at this certain time. So I have no idea. He goes, maybe, now, now his heart was, maybe I got to lead somebody to the Lord. Maybe, maybe there's somebody there who needs to hear about Jesus. And when we got to the store, he goes, can you just wait for me in the car? I said, yeah, no problem. Went and dropped him off. 15, 20 minutes later, I seen somebody come up and talk to him. Came back. He was all shouting and praising and happy. I was like, what happened? He goes, I don't know. Well, I do know, he said, but I don't know that man. I said, well, what happened? He goes, he walked up to me, and he said the Lord told him that he had to go to the store and meet the person that was waiting for him in front of the store and give him the envelope that had the money to pay his rent. Come on, give him praise. God will do that kind of stuff. Oh, that's spooky. Man, that's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. See, when you got two people talking and listening to the Holy Ghost, and one person has, now, for all we know, that guy probably got his knee and said, okay, Lord, I want to bless somebody today. Lord, I want to give somebody $500. I want to bless somebody today. And the Lord said, okay, go to the corner of 22nd and Hillsboro, and Bam. There you go. Other person listening and say, Lord, I need $500 for rent. Okay, go to the corner of 22nd and Hillsboro. Bam. See, God's not so limited. So he'll tell you places to go. And a lot of times, don't be surprised if it's for you to bless somebody. But when you're a vet, see, see, now listen. This principle I have seen and I have learned and I have lived. When you make yourself available to be a blessing, you also make yourself available to receive a blessing. It's not the other way around. So you've got to be available to be a blessing. Wherever and whenever you go. And like I've been telling you all month, if you don't want people to see or know what you're doing, well, don't do it because there's too many people with Facebook and cell phones. You'll be up and out there and you'll be on front street. Amen? So go anything you do, make it out there to do the purpose of God. Tell people about Jesus. Tell people how he's been great in your life. Amen. Tell them how he's submit, brought you out of whatever he's brought you out of, how he's paid your rent or whatever he's done, taking cancer out your body. And I'm going to close because not only is he going to put you in position, but he's going to give you a plan. See, you have to have a plan. You know, um, as a church, we have to have a plan. It's nice to get together on Sunday. It's nice to get together on Wednesday. It's nice to have the pantry, but you got to have a plan. See, now we're blessed at the pantry where we don't really have to have a plan on Saturdays because y'all work together so much, it's like the plan in motion all the time. 
so much as, like I gave you guys props last week, when the truck didn't show up till after 10, y'all were still done by 11.30. That is a machine that works together, amen? But it didn't start out with just, oh, well, let's just get to food. It started out with a plan. See, that pantry's been in process, and there was people here that aren't here now that were in the beginning phases of the thing when we put together the plan. And then God gave us Miss Koki to take the plan to the next level, praise God. Amen? And you follow her lead, and it gets done. See, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Another version, the New American Standard says, For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not calamity to give you a hope and a future. Now that welfare isn't saying God, God doesn't plan for you to be on food stamps. That's not what that's saying. God has a plan for you to be on Medicaid, Medicare, and food stamps and welfare. No. Welfare meaning good, good well-being. God's, God's got plans for you to prosper. God's got plans for you to do well. God's got plans for you to be peace. God's got plans for you to be happy. God has a plan for you to love him and for him to love you and for you to have a relationship that you know no matter what you go through, God is with me and I will make it to, through this. This too shall pass. How many times in this church, in your life, have you had to say, this too shall pass? Every day, sometimes. Because it does. Stub your toe. Most incredible pain you have for that moment. This too shall pass. Whatever it is you're going to. Yesterday, I'm over there trying to fix stuff. I'm always trying to be busy and do things we're doing. And I had to reach behind something to get, try to get to a wire that had fell down. And as I'm leaning against it, I pushed the big, heavy object that I was leaning up against to pin my arm behind, behind it in the wall. I couldn't get my arm out. My arm was stuck, kind of like when they put the, something in the jar and the monkey goes in and grabs it and opens his hand, and now he can't get it out. Well, that's how I was, and it was hurting. I'm like, I can't even call Deacon Dave to come back here because he doesn't have a phone. So I'm sitting there, and I, put it, I was like, oh, my God, this hurts. And then I started to say, my God, this really hurts. Lord, I need you to help me. Lord, I can't be stuck here all day. I'm not even worried about how much it hurts. I'm like, Lord, I got too much stuff to do to be stuck here against this wall all day. See, the thing is, I was up against it. I couldn't get back, get any leverage or pull it. I was stuck. And then God said, turn your arm a little bit. It's like, you got it in there, didn't you? So I turned my arm, and out it came like butter. Still hurt. There was still, see... Sometimes there's still going to be some pain, still going to be some suffering, but God will get you out. Literally, I was almost ready to call my wife and then have to explain to her how my arm, first of all, because you know I couldn't call her and say, I need your help. I'd have to explain to her, probably take 20 minutes explaining how my arm got behind the thing, so then it's another 20 minutes to get here. By then, it's an hour and a half, my arm stuck, probably would have fell off, amen? But my point is this. Even in something like that, mentally I was bugging out. Physically, I was hurting. And after I got through that fleshy moment of bugging out, I asked God, help me. He said, turn your arm, stupid. Pretty much. And I did, and my arm was free. Amen? 
It's like, yo, stop freaking out, bro. Just turn your arm. Stopped freaking out. Turned my arm. Said, thank you, Jesus. So whatever you go through, know that God has a plan for it to turn out good. And always has a plan for it to turn out good in someone else's life, especially through what they see you do. Remember, I've told you a million times, you may be the only Bible somebody else reads. They may see you walking around, handing out the postcards, handing out this, telling people about Jesus, but then they see you off on the side acting crazy, acting stupid, or, or, or getting all frustrated. Then you're not representing the Bible that you say you do. See, G Jesus expects us to be, says be moderate in all our ways. Don't let things phase you. Remember, in this year, he's going to open your eyes. He's going to give you clarity. He's going to show you who he is. He's going to give you the perspective of who's around you, who you're with, and how many, how many forces you have. At you. And remember, he's in you too. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And then when Elisha, said, his, his, the, the man came back and said, wow, he opened my eyes, and I see that there's a whole chariot of fire around the, the heavenly host was circled around the mountain that they were surrounded the enemy that had surrounded them. God's going to open up to your eyes to how much power God's kingdom has over what you're going through. He's going to show you how you are and how how much you should how much you need to be with God and how awesome he is in you and then he's also going to show you a purpose and a plan and put you in position and God's going to work now. But remember, you've got to make yourself available because remember he says to call on me and I will answer you. And I will show you things that you could not understand. See, first you got to do is the calling on him. You got to show up. World Harvest Worship Center, reaching our world, one life, one city, one nation.